Welcome to Stories Behind the Stars podcast, dedicated to honoring the fallen heroes of World War II. I'm so excited to be able to be here with Brienne Ellison. She has one of our writers from early on, and I'm excited to hear from her some of her tips and pointers and stories that she's had, she's found and written about, and just a little bit about her her background and, and what brought her to this project. So let's start with that. Go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us what brought you here and, and why you wanted to join this project. Okay, well, thank you. Um, so what brought me to this project is my husband and I have had businesses since we first got together and we finally got to a point where I could finally do something I wanted to do. And so I've been really passionate about genealogy and I was just researching possible opportunities and the stories behind the stars article popped up and I read about it and um, contacted Dawn um, and it just fit perfect for me because it was something where I could get better at my genealogy skills. And I've also been a huge World War II buff. So the two just melded together. And I, I was glad that I found him. So what would you say to someone if they were new about Stories Behind the Stars, but were kind of on the fence? What would you say to them? Um, I guess what I would say is it doesn't have to be a huge time commitment. Um, if you want to just do one story or one memorial, that would be fine. Um, so, so really anyone at any level and with any amount of time. When you start out as a, with a name, what is the first thing that you kind of do when you're first starting with that name? Um, the very first thing that I do usually is go to Ancestry and just type in their birth date information, their death date, and their, their name. And more times than not, they already have a lot of information on there, but sometimes you'll find that they won't. So I'll go to other sites. Um, a lot of families I think have done a good job at, at already trying to put the information out on these soldiers. So um, find a grave and family search and fold three, they're all really good resources, but Ancestry has probably been the top site that I use to, to find the information. So if you are researching and you get really hung up, have you found any helpful sites or helpful things to search for that kind of like get you past that hump of like a soldier that it's just you're not finding information about? Um, there have been a few where I I got really stumped. And so I would go to the Facebook page that Stories Behind the Stars, Stars um, created and I would put the soldier's information there. And a lot of people, I don't know where they get the information, but they just have ways They'll type the service number into some special database. I don't know. And they they find this information. So there's a lot of people out there that if you get hung up, they can help you out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those comments actually on the Facebook page. And it's just amazing. They're like super researchers somewhere hidden. Yes. They just they just can pull it out like that. It's yes. so cool. Yes. So what are some of the things as you've been researching, like trends among the stories maybe that that just find it very interesting, like, you know, are there similarities between soldiers or, or things as you've written all these stories? What are some of the things you just kind of see over and over again? Um, they're all very young. There's only been a few who have been over 30, maybe one that was 45. Very few had wives and kids who are just a few. 
Um, and one thing that I found very odd is that a lot of them died in plane crashes, but they weren't battle related. So they were often um, training or one guy was headed home. Um, so that was something I didn't expect. There were a lot of plane crashes that weren't battle related that I thought was, that was interesting. I actually had to contact John and say, am I seeing this right? Cause it seems like it's like 95% not battle related. And, and he said it was very common back then. I'm not sure if it was the, the planes or the pilots, but, but yeah, that was very common. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy is it's more percentage that actually died in accidents, right. Than, right. than in combat. And it's just super sad to see like, you know, with this development of warfare, we really weren't very advanced. Right. right. So a lot of accidents. Would you um, tell us some of the fa or one or two of their favorite or more of your favorite stories that you've found in your research? Sure. So the one that stuck out to me, he was actually, I counted, he was number five. I've done 157 and he was number five and he just, he really stuck out. He already had a, a, a memorial page written up, a huge one. So, and he was on, I think, Wikipedia. So he was already kind of popular, but um, his name was Sergeant Daryl Samuel Cole, and he was nicknamed the fighting field musician. Um, and so in high school, he had a lot of interest, but he played the French horn. And so when he enlisted in the Marine Corps, he was assigned as a bugler. And I don't think he was very happy with that. Um, he wanted to be a machine gunner, um, but he was denied because there were very few experienced buglers. Um, and then about two years later, he's still going along and he uh, again requested, he wanted, to, he wanted to go into combat and they said, there's a shortage of uh, buglers. So he was denied again. Um, and then later, um, this is about 1942, he was sent to the British Solomon Islands for the first American offensive of World War II. And for some reason, the regular gunner wasn't available. And so um, Sergeant um, Cole replaced him and he fulfilled his duties very well. Um, but he still was a bugler. They still didn't do anything about it. And then he was sent to fight with his unit in Saipan and he was assigned to a machine gun unit and was designated as the machine gun section leader. And during the battle, his squad leader was killed and Cole was also wounded, but he assumed command of the entire squad. Um, and then it says he participated in a number of big battles for the next two years and gained the nickname, the fighting field musician. And then in November 1944, his request for change of rating was finally approved and he was promoted to sergeant. And then on February 19th, 1945, Sergeant Cole led his machine gun section ashore in the D-Day assault of Iwo Jima. When his machine guns jammed, armed only with a pistol and one hand grenade, Sergeant Cole made a one-man attack against the two remaining enemy gun grenade emplacements. Twice he returned to his own lines for additional great grenades and to continue the attack under fierce enemy fire until he succeeded in destroying the enemy's strong points. Upon returning to his own squad, he was killed by an enemy grenade. But as a result of his one-man attack, Sergeant Cole's company could move forward against the fortifications and attain their ultimate objective. So this 25-year-old boy, honestly, was ultimately, he earned the Medal of Honor 
the Bronze Star Medal, the Purple Heart with Gold Star, and the Presidential Unit Citation. And then in 1996, the United States Navy named the USS Cole a destroyer in his honor. So he, he really stuck out to me. And all his pictures, he had this huge smile on his face. And it just, his, his gumption and his, his fire was amazing. And you could see that just, just through the things you read about him. So that was my favorite. Wow. My son is actually named Cole. So that's really kind of cool, actually. Yeah. To tell him that story. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's kind of, you read about these men and you think about what would they have been become if they had made it home, right? Because, you know, this right. man had such tenacity. Right. And that's just like, I think I saw on a Facebook post, it's just like, how do you prepare yourself for knowing that they don't come home? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I, I remember sitting in Red Robin uh, like six months ago or something and just looking around at all of the, the boys that were like 18, 19, 20. And I have an 18 year old and just thinking at that time they weren't around, they were overseas and that a lot of them didn't come back. It's just such a different time. And I can't even imagine going through that. Yeah. Then they were so young and yes, they gave they were, up so much. They were. Do you have another story that you'd like to share with us or some things um, you found? There were a lot of favorites, but um, I just, another thing that I remembered reading about in a lot of the cases was a lot of these boys had gone or even graduated from college with engineering degrees, um, just uh, like biomechanical type stuff. They, they, they had so much going for them and, and chose to give that all up to go over there and then didn't come home. And um, it's, it's just, it's, it's inspiring to know that such young, like now I can't even imagine my son going over there and being, being like that. And so it really goes to show you that the time I think have changed the parenting, maybe that these, it was just a different breed of men, I think, maybe. But do you feel like so you've written a hundred and and fifty-three? Is that what or? fifty-seven? Oh my gosh, wow. Do you feel like you've changed or had an impact in 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 your way of looking at things, or do you feel like you're different or for sure? Um, I've taken a little break since school has started, but for sure, when I'm in the middle of writing a section, I, I think about them as if they were like a brother or maybe a husband or a son. I think about them the entire time and you become kind of almost attached and protective over them because you want to make sure that you're getting the words right. You want to make sure you're finding all the information out so that you do them justice. And um, so, yeah, for sure. I, I, like I said, I'm, I've been a World War II buff, but getting to hear these detailed stories and about these, these specific men has been definitely has changed me. I think the beauty for me behind the project is just like, you know, when you see that star or, you know, in Memorial or you see the number on a ledger, right. It's mm -hmm. just a number and it's just right. a symbol, but like, then it has a name and then the name has a story and a family right. and, and like, you know, hobbies and, and, you know, strengths and, college degrees and all these right. things that all of a sudden as that name or that number becomes like becomes alive right. and 
then all of a sudden you're like, well, what really did they give up in World War II for us? You know, and it just it adds so much more depth to to the past and and to the future too. I feel like you know, just be like, hey, this is what they gave us, and we get to continue this legacy of freedom. And I, I love that you know you shared this this one story of this Sergeant Cole. You know that he was just to me, you know, he, he just had like a, a zest for life from what you were telling me, but that he just, he put that, he just lived life to the fullest, you know, and imagine if we had like way more Sergeant Coles out there yeah. just like pushing yeah. and living life to the fullest, you know? So if you um, have anything to say, like in closing is to people who are, who are um, listening to this podcast, like what would you want them to know the most, like, about stories behind the stars project like if if they were just listening for the first time what would you what would you tell them like about the project um, I guess a, a few things would be that it's very enriching and it's very educational um I don't know how many people out there are really into war history I always have been um so I enjoy learning about the different battles and the, the military equipment and the, the jargon, like I had to look up words and abbreviations because I didn't know what they were talking about. And um, it's just being able to retell these stories is very humbling and it's a reverent experience. Um, and it's, it's, not, it's not really about that they died, it's how well they lived, I think. Um, and I was just thinking about, you know, my grandfather was in World War II. He didn't, he didn't die in World War II. But if I were to go researching for him and I found something like this and learned about his hobbies and, you know, because my mom didn't ask these questions before he died and I wish that she did. But if I were to go and see that his hobbies and maybe about his girlfriends or what he liked to do or maybe what he wanted to do um, before the war and then his... Um, his units he served with and his specific job that would mean so much to me so I was just thinking you know if like a granddaughter was to go on and see this how much it would mean to them so so you're just really doing a service for these men and for their family and for anyone who wants to to learn more about these these people it's just it's a great service and um it doesn't have to take that much time if you don't want it to if you want to just do a little bit then you can so um, oh, it, I guess the other thing I would say is to, if you don't have a military background, which I don't, is you have a list of abbreviations, because there's a lot of abbreviations that I had to look up. If you just kind of have a list of what all these, you know, like all these little letters mean, I think having that next next to you could be helpful. Yeah, I've, I've noticed the house on the Facebook group of just people like, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day and sharing what your journey has been and the stories that you found. And, and we really do appreciate the work that you've done. And, and I really love that you said, you know, it's not that they died, it's how they lived and finding those small things that they love doing and their hobbies and, and their, their dreams. And then writing those down or find, you know, and just preserving them for people to, to, to read and to experience, I think is, that's really what we want. You know, we want yeah, that's, this. That's a really good word is preserving them. Yeah, that's, that's good. 
So I just want to say thank you for your time and um, and thank you for taking taking the time to be on the podcast and and uh, and thanks for your work. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you're at all interested in volunteering or just want to learn more about our amazing project, please visit us at www.storiesbehindthestars.org.